Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk now. You can blame the internet or pop culture or the way children are educated, but there is a wide consensus that attention spans have got shorter and some researchers claim that it is measurable, but not everyone completely accepts this. Have we left a golden age of concentration or were there always such worries? Emma Smith is a professor of Shakespeare studies at Hertford College in Oxford and her thoughts on this appear in today's Examiner. Afternoon, Emma. Hello, Sean. Uh, so uh, you say that there have been, is it too much to call it a moral panic like this before? Yeah, I think that like lots of things that we think are new in our own time, if we just get a little bit more historical perspective, we can see uh, that we've always worried about how people spend their time. Uh, that's been a kind of moral point. It's been um uh, it, it changes under capitalism, you know, who controls their time, who controls what they do with it. So uh, m- my argument is that a slightly longer perspective um, helps us see this isn't this isn't just a decline or this isn't, you know, things were great in the past. We've always got to be a bit suspicious of those kind of narratives, haven't we? Mm. Uh, and it was uh, I, I was influenced by a statistician who t- talked to me about uh, what's called reference point bias. And that's how you can make a story look the way you want it to by starting at a particular point. And I tried to move that point a little bit further back. Yeah, because I, I suppose a, a, a lot of the contention that we've uh, a diminished attention span, people are often basing it on their own experiences rather than as a a general experience across society. Yeah, I think that. I think that's true. I mean, I think our attention is changing. And I suppose the point I wanted to make is it's always been changing. There's always been different media, different circumstances, which have required us to concentrate uh, differently. Uh, But if you think about people who are really into gaming or or people who can sit and watch uh, all eight or 10 episodes of a a box set, people are into uh, immersive, uh, concentrated experiences that, so that they can concentrate, that mm. does seem to be a moral point that maybe they're not reading long novels uh, in the same way that they were. But I think to say that they're not concentrating is actually a way of saying they're not co- necessarily concentrating on the things that uh, society feels are are important. Yeah. And one of the things I just love I love finding out about is when the novel is is invented. You know, when the the word novel obviously means new when it is new in the 18th century, there is a complete panic that people are just going to. Uh, immerse themselves, lose themselves in a book, uh, undertake this deep, concentrated reading, and that this will draw them into all kinds of uh, problems, mental problems, productivity problems. You know, so we were in a panic about concentration at that point. Now we're in a panic about distraction. You know, maybe this is just a shifting, a shifting picture. Mm. And so, was the worry at the time that um, people would read novels, particularly women would re- read novels, and not do what you know, the, uh, and lose focus on you know their their expected roles in society. Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think the novel reading uh, women and children were the people uh, who were most, you know, most thought to suffer. We see that right through into the 1960s. Remember famously when uh, Lady Chatterley's lover is uh, on trial for obscenity mm. and the, the barrister says, would you want your wife, would you want your servants, in fact, to, re- to read this? So there's a sense that more vulnerable people um, uh, in that in that old patriarchal model will find themselves um, 
you know, drawn into a world of emotions, a world of passions, a world of retrospection. Maybe they're worried women would, you know, think a bit about happening uh, to them in their in their lives. But what 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 comes out of that is that the novel and the forms of reading that the novel encouraged were seen as a real social problem. Mm. And, uh, and now we think reading a novel, you know, sitting and reading a novel is a is a somehow a sign of. Um, moral uprightness. You're not checking your phone. You're you're in this golden space. Yeah, and and the, the uh, well, which I suppose because if when people do look at their phones a lot, and and they might be flicking through things on Instagram, Instagram, but they're looking at their phone for a sustained period of time. Surely that's concentration in and of itself. It's just the the form of what they're concentrating on is different. Yeah, and I think that's exactly true. And so I think this the panic about a concentration is actually a panic about what it is people choose to spend their time doing. It's not really about concentration. Uh, it's about what what is perceived to be a good a good use of time and what's seen to be wasting time. And I think probably society can't quite uh, legislate legislate for that. Yeah, I suppose this is kind of analogous as well to there, there, there was a severe moral panic about television that it would rot people's minds and they wouldn't be able to concentrate. <laughs> That's right. And watching television now seems very wholesome, doesn't it, compared to the other things you might be doing. So you're, you're quite right. You know, these, these, are, um, th- these are sort of technology which make people, make people anxious uh, and suggest, and we can look back now and say, uh, weren't people crazy to think that, you know, if you went on a railway carriage and travelled at more than 25 miles an hour, your brain would be addled? You know, we can laugh at that. But nevertheless, we still have a sense that there are physiological damages to caused by what we're what we're doing now. And I think in another hundred years, that too will look a very quaint kind of thing to worry about. Mm. You know, our minds are kind of plastic. They they do change and they can uh, they change to different kind of uh, stimulus. And most of us can recover concentration uh, when it's something that interests us. Or, you know, when we know we've got time and we're not going to be interrupted. Uh, I'm less worried, I think, than many people are about this. Although I, too, am, you know, distracted by my phone and get the dopamine hit of thinking, you know, has somebody um, WhatsApp me or whatever. Uh, yeah. So I, I, a lot of that would imply then that attention is a learned behavior rather than we're doing permanent damage on the brain structures of an entire generation. It's a completely learned behaviour. That's a really good way to think about it. And we've always been able to learn the forms of that attention that have been necessary for the work or the lives that we, you know, that that, that we need to uh, undertake. And we can switch between different forms of attention. Um, so yeah, it is. It is learned. Um, we have learned to uh, actually very effectively to try to filter through huge amounts of information, which is the the situation we're in at the moment. We should be praising ourselves as a species for our ability to kind of um, zone out of certain things, you know, flick through, get a sense of what we need to know. That's that's a a helpful response to an information uh, overload. In previous centuries, people had different responses to that same kind of overload, a bit more analog responses. They created indexes. They created sort of shorter versions of of big long texts for people who were who were time poor, as we would say now. So this is a this is a moving and flexible picture rather than uh, a narrative that everything's getting worse. Emma, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was uh, Emma Smith, their professor of Shakespeare studies at Hertford College in Oxford. You- 
Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm with Anna Glaze on News Talk.